Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. All right, welcome in Sports Tonight, September 7th. We're into the second quarter of the first NFL game of the year. Detroit tied with Kansas City at seven. Um, here if my BSL NFL analyst sits raft. We previewed the NFC earlier in the week. We're back to preview the AFC. Sid, welcome. We got the uh, the NFL officially back. How you doing? Yeah, I'm still in. Uh, I still can't believe it. I'm just so excited and uh, looking forward to the next few months, man. This is this is great. Long wait. Uh, yeah, it is a long wait. Glad it's back. Uh, let's get into it. Let's start with AFC uh, East. Uh, the Bills have won the division three straight years. Uh, what's your take on the Bills' uh, defense? Um, you know, I think the biggest change, I mean, they made. we'll get to what they did in free agency and who they brought in, but I think the biggest change is the fact that Sean McDermott has now taken over the defensive coordinator duties. I think that might add something. I don't know. Leslie Frazier, their old one, decided to step away from football for a year. Whatever that means, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, maybe we don't want to know. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's his business. But I think that's a good thing. You know, McDermott made his bones as a defensive coordinator, and I think that's. Uh, I think he's excited. I think the team is excited for it from what I've uh, seen. But, uh, you know, listen, they've, uh, pretty, they've brought a lot of guys back. I mean – True, Von Miller still, you know, rehabbing from the uh, torn ACL. He's still on the pup list and will be for at least the first four weeks. And uh, they did lose Tremaine uh, Ed- Edmonds in uh, free agency, but that's okay. I don't think they wanted to pay him anyway. Let some other team give him a lot of money, and if they were willing to make him wa- let him walk. I guess it wasn't, you know, they weren't that enamored with him, you know, to where they were going to pay him. But you know, listen, they got some glue guys. I mean, they got it. They were able to resign Jordan Poyer. That was really big. Uh, they added uh, Leonard Floyd on a one-year deal. He's a good, solid pass rusher, especially on a strong defense. Uh, you know, guy like a Puna Ford is a defensive tackle. Will help them in the run game. Um, and they they added Taylor Rapp uh, from the Rams. And uh, I can tell you, I mean, he's flexible. I mean, he can play safety. He can play linebacker. But any Rams fan will tell you that uh, Taylor Rapp lets a lot of guys get behind him in coverage. Uh, so, but, you know, listen, he's already on a strong unit, you know, maybe he'll be able to help play some situational stuff. And another big thing that they got coming back is Micah Hyde, who they lost, you know, in week two last year with a neck injury. And now they can, I mean, and now they can finally bring him back and they're expecting big things out of Greg Russo, who's a third year pass rusher. So I, I like their bills, the bills defense. I think if they're anything that might harm them this year is they've got a pretty tough schedule. So, but. I still think I still think they're the class of the division. Uh, you and I are pretty aligned there. I I saw a number of reviews referring to the defense as um, you know finesse, and I I thought there was just a little bit more there than they were getting credit for. Also, uh, you know they had a number of injuries there. They were a little bit thin at times last year. Interesting, you mentioned the uh, coaching change, but for what's not to perceive strength for the roster. I think they have enough uh, on that side. 
that it's not a liability as I've seen painted in some uh, in some corners. You know what I think? I think it's the playoff loss. I think you know their defense kind of kind of got pushed around a little bit, and that play it was a bad loss in in the playoffs. And especially after that season they had, they had 13 wins, and just to get have that let down again in the playoffs, I think that really left a lot of a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, and they're kind of getting uh, punished for that. So moving on to the division there, you've got the Jets. They've gone 12 years without a playoff appearance. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' arrival, they've pushed expectations from the Jets fans sky high. Plenty of talent to be found on the roster. Uh, what do you question? The funny part about the Jets is that I've been so used to making fun of them over the last, uh, you know, at least five, six years, probably longer, uh, that I'm, I'm looking at their roster. I'm like, well, these guys are talented. Like, they – They've got talent on that roster. This is crazy, you know. And go I mean, ahead. They're, they're loaded. They are loaded on. I mean, both sides. I mean, the defense talking about being. Uh, I've seen some quotes out of the Jets camp saying they could be one of the greatest defenses ever. They could probably slow some of that 80, talk. But uh, eighty-five uh, years. Yeah. What was? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe get a few games under the belt first. But look, they, they got plenty of talent on that side. Got uh, multiple. Uh, Running backs got uh, skilled uh, wide receiver as well, so you know, uh, I'll, obviously Rodgers is an improvement on anything they had last year. Even if you believe Rodgers has uh, is not going to get back to his prior MVP form, it's you know, there's a lot to like. There's also the mentality of uh, Jets have just been basically horrible for all of our lifetimes, so uh, it, it's hard to hard to escape that sometimes. <laughs> it is sometimes. And I mean, they have both rookies of the year from last year. Yeah. I mean, Sauce, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. I mean, that's, that's pretty sick. I mean, if I had to question, I mean, we could go back to the old age thing, but you know, how many times did we do that thing with Tom Brady and he played until 45 and you know, listen, I don't really see that being an issue. It's kind of funny. Like when I was looking through, uh, looking through stuff, I, I kind of got the same impression that, that I did when I was looking at the saints. Uh, where it was just like everyone saying they're a quarterback. Well, it was more pronounced with the Saints. Everyone was like, this is a good team. They just need a quarterback. The Jets were hot garbage for a lot of years, but then suddenly now they've got a solid roster, and now they've got a quarterback. Their defense is good. Uh, and maybe another thing, if I really wanted to be nitpicky, I'd be like, eh, well, what about the offensive line? But then I'm looking who their starting five is. I mean, you got Dwayne Brown, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Elijah Vera Tucker, Mackay Becton, who's, you know, had a lot of injuries. That's a solid group on paper, at least. I mean, I mean, everything's in there. Everything's in place for them to have a run. I mean, again, to be repetitive, it's just like for what Rodgers was replacing last year. I mean, they really got really poor production at quarterback. Rodgers doesn't have to be MVP Rodgers for them to be really good. <laughs> no, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of talent. It's they're going to be a fun watch, and I can't wait for Monday night. Staying in the Devere, let's uh, look at Miami. So if uh, Tua can stay upright, Dolphins figure to put up plenty of points, but multiple con uh, concussions last year, and then his offseason uh, started with him pondering retirement. So do you think he gets through the year? What's your confidence in the Dolphins if you knew uh, Tua could stay healthy? I, I Listen – the Dolphins are a lot to me are a lot like the Chargers, and we'll get to them in a minute in a little bit. But they're just I can't. They got they they're great on paper. You look at them; they they've got what you need to be good in this league and be a playoff team. 
and win a couple of games. But they're going to always lose a couple of games where you're like, how did they lose that one? And then they'll they'll win a game where you're like, oh, I didn't see them doing that. But look, their receivers are elite. They're real. I mean, the best you can get. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle are awesome. They've got depth in the, uh, at running back, even with Jeff Wilson now going on the IR. But they got Raheem Mostert. They've got other guys, uh, Chris Brooks, Salvin Ahmed. They got a rookie, Devon Ashane. Is that I think how you pronounce his last name? They've got talent, and uh, but defensively, I mean, it sucks that Jalen Ramsey got hurt. Uh, I mean, they're going to have to wait for a while. He's out like, to uh, December. Yeah, yeah. He's like December. Yeah, exactly. So, listen, they've got talent at core. I think that they're good enough to be able to sort of get through. And listen, I've watched Jalen Ramsey a lot over the last few years, and uh, he's great, uh, but he's a lot like uh, Mark, like a Marcus Peters where he will risk it and uh, – you can you can burn him deep, you know, because he will be out there trying to make the big play. And uh, but listen, they've brought in Vic Fangio to run the defense. I, I like that. I like that acquisition. Uh, but again, they're just a confounding bunch, annoying because you, I can't really figure them out. But I think they're a playoff team, and uh, they they definitely got the talent to be able to to do that. So, but whether or not they well, actually, well, you know. I'm going to go back to Tua. I mean, so for me, it's how many games does he play? I mean, and not to put everything on the on the quarterback there, but uh, every hit you're going to wonder. And what I heard somebody mention the other day, which I thought was interesting, was the idea of with the increased spotlight on him, like there could be times like where he's not, you know, really concussed that he's also getting – taken off the field of extra precaution as, as everybody will be pretty glued into, uh, you know, every fall that he takes. And like, I know he's had the uh, judo training, uh, judo training this off season, look at, you know, prove how he falls, but. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, well, I'm just a little, a little skeptical that he get, get, gets through the year. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm going to be that guy who's going to be worried every time he leaves the pocket or starts running I'm just going to be screaming at the television, get down, get down, get out of bounds, don't take a hit, get rid of the ball, don't stand there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like being this guy, but, I mean, I, I'm putting – if I had to put money on whether or not he's going to play 17 games, I would definitely take no, he's not going to. But, you know, listen, hope for the yeah, best. And then even if he, even if he stays uh, on the field, to me, too, as a guy that if everything's going right, they – Things look great. If he's able to, uh, you know, stay in the pocket, quickly get rid of the ball with those receivers, everything looks great. But, like, when it's uh, December, I haven't looked at their schedule, and they got to go to Foxborough or they're playing in Jersey there and they have the win. Like, I don't know if he's – I don't know if he's built for that. But uh, – yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. But uh, a lot of talent there, enough talent where they can – take down anybody on any given Sunday, but I'm not sure if I believe in them over the, the entire course of the year, at least to win the division. Uh, so finishing up with the East, you got New England, quality defense. Your Mac Jones has to be better in 23 now that he has an actual offensive coordinator. Nobody's really talking about the Pats as the year be- begins. Uh, do you give them any chance at the postseason? We've mentioned three teams in front of them that – all look, all have uh, you know significant post uh, season aspirations. 
Uh, the only no to answer your question in short, I don't really give them a realistic chance. Uh, they're an average team now, and they have been since Tom Brady left. I mean, those two decades of where they just sort of ran roughshod over the AFC East, where I think I mentioned in my story, they were, you know, it was the AFC East was the Patriots and three also rans. And uh, that's not like that's not the case anymore. The other teams have passed them by on a rocket ship. I mean, their defense is good, but. Yeah, I, I, not probably not enough. I did see after uh, since Brady's been gone, I think they're exactly five hundred since he 25 left. Twenty five and twenty five. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't think they can get to the postseason either. But I think their games versus the rest of the division will go a long way to deciding uh, uh, how the division and uh, shakes out. So. I mean, think, you know, crazier things have happened if one of the teams ahead of them gets, you know, a crazy run of injuries and, you know, they can squeeze out a couple of luck because their defense will keep them in games. But, you know, do you have confidence if they fall behind by 10? Are they catching up? I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't see it. Let's move to the south. Uh, AFC, obviously, as a conference, is lower to the QB. Can you envision a scenario where we end 23 with Trevor Lawrence looked at as one of the top three QBs in the conference? Not yet. Uh, not yet. Yeah, can't get to that uh, level quite yet. I did. I saw uh, – I didn't take the odds. I should have looked at what it was. But there was some uh, – I don't know if it was FanDuel, uh, if he would be an all-pro this year. I think I, I think that might have been one of the uh, – uh, things you could have bet on. I, I think he's, I think they're close. I, I mean, he took a giant leap last year from, you know, I think it was just going from, uh, you know, having Peterson as opposed to uh, uh, the former Ohio State, uh, Urban, Urban Meyer. <laughs> right. And, the, you know, just having a some actual NFL coaching there. Uh, you know, you answered that question about Lawrence. What about the rest of the Jags? What stands out to you there? I, you know, the, the weird part about it is that they caught fire in the second half last year. Like they were three and seven and looking for, you know, looking like they were done or, you know, playing for next season, trying not to get anybody hurt. But then something clicked with Lawrence and he had an amazing second half. I think he had, I think, what was it, like 15 touchdowns and two picks, you know, down the stretch. He played really, really well. But their defense is still not good, and uh, they didn't really add anybody in the offseason that would really make you raise your eyebrows and be like, oh, wow, they got significantly better here. I mean, offensively, they've got a lot of talent. They gave uh, – I think it was, they gave Evan Ingram money. Uh, they brought in – they traded for Calvin Ridley. But is he a number one guy? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. He's a talented guy, and he did some really nice things. But, I mean, is he somebody that you're going to count on? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I buy that yet. And, you know, offensive line has some issues. But, you know, what's great for them is that they're in the AFC South. And uh, right. I think out of the teams that are there, I think they, uh, in my opinion at least, have the best chance of uh, getting a division title and returning to the playoffs. But as far as, like, you know, Lawrence is a top three guy, I mean, just in the AFC alone, I mean, you have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, who just got a bunch of money. I just – I can't put Lawrence up there yet. Yeah, it's, I mean, he has to. It would be a, quite a leap for him to go uh, from you know, where he is now to eclipsing some of the other guys. But uh, that would be their path to really becoming a um, 
you know, not just an AFC South division contender, but actual contender within the conference. We'll see if he, if what type of leap they can make in uh, uh, year three for Lawrence. Uh, you said the Jags are your favorite. They're also the you know favorite uh, by our friends in the desert. Uh, the second uh, team there uh, gets at least some mention in the South is the Titans. They were crushed by injuries last year. I, I forget they had some ridiculous amount of guys on uh, uh, IR. So 23. Yeah, so health improves. Obviously, that'll help. Uh, remains concerns with the offensive line. Tannehill, of course, you got some uh, options behind him. Uh the Titans, can they beat out Jacksonville? And if they, you know, if they were to beat out Jacksonville, what happens? Again, it would have to be like something like Jackson, like they stay remarkably healthy. Jacksonville gets a bunch of injuries. Cause I mean, look, yeah, they had a lot of guys get hurt last year, but then they had a really awful stretch. I mean, they lost their last seven games. They yeah. lost to the Jaguars. They all they had to do was win that game and then they're in, but then they couldn't do it. And then the problem is now is that, like, I like Tannehill. I was never a guy who hated him. I always like, you know, he is what he is. I hate that phrase, but he is. You know what I mean? He's not going to – may not necessarily light the world on fire, but he's not necessarily going to beat you, beat himself and beat your team. But then you got Derrick Henry who's taken so much punishment over the last few years. He's going to turn 30 on January 4th, and he's led the league in carries three of the past four years. And are you going to be able to continue uh, – I mean, he's strong enough and so huge that I got to think maybe he's got one more run in him. But, I mean, who do they have at receiver? I mean, they got Traylon Burks. I guess they're hoping that he's going to be a number one guy. But, you know, he was kind of banged up in camp. And then and they, they got uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And they and, got uh, a Con- Congo, uh, the former Maryland tight end who had a nice rookie year. Oh, uh, yes. Had some production there. And I know they liked I know they like the backup running back as well, so maybe they can slightly yeah, limit Henry's I'm, I'm uh, load. But going to Tannehill, I mean, it, it was basically, um, you know, he, he was a really good play-action quarterback, and then there looked to be some level of regression it's, it's from where, you know, whatever level. Of course, his best receiver is now in Philly. So, <laughs> you know, it was last year. So that was a, uh, that was part of it. But – I think the Jags are the deserved favorite. I think the Titans have a chance. We'll see where their health is. But for yeah, that Henry would have to have a big year. Tannehill would have to have uh, uh, you know, it can't be any further regression year. You have to have a rebound year. But um, interesting. And of course, the rest of the division. You've got uh, uh, Houston, Indianapolis. Uh, C.J. Stroud starting for Houston. Anthony Richardson starting for the Colts. Which of those two rookies is in a better position for year one? I know in my story I kind of poo-pooed Anthony Richardson a little bit, but I think if you were going to compare the two, I'm going to have to go with Richardson over Stroud just because I like the talent. Listen, neither of these teams are really necessarily going to be that good, but I think what's going to really work out in Anthony Richardson's favor is their head coach. It's uh, Shane Steichen, who was the – Eagles offensive coordinator and he worked with Jalen Hurts uh, and maybe he can design a kind of offense that where you can sort of take advantage of Richardson's amazing athleticism because I mean he's got his workouts where the stuff a legend his measurables are out you know off the chain uh, they've got some talent their offensive line is decent um, 
and you know they've got some targets. Michael Pittman's uh, got some talent, and uh, I, I think uh, it's probably going to be pretty run heavy. Even though they don't have Jonathan Taylor, I don't know what's going to happen with him. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say Richardson. Even though again, it's just my problem with him is that you, especially for a first round pick, you want to see a guy that was, I mean, maybe not dominant and like, you know, best in the game, but at least was impressive. And I just didn't see that from him at Florida. I just didn't. And I mean, not saying he didn't do, he didn't do any good things, but he did, but it just wasn't what you wanted to see with the, you know, number four overall pick. Sorry. I just, I don't buy it. I, I don't know. Uh, I like Richardson, at least the potential that's there. Uh, year one feels like it's going to be pretty tough for a guy that was uh, inaccurate, fairly raw, didn't have that uh, many collegiate starts behind him. Not going to go into the to the league, but like you said, he does have a decent offensive line. I got to think they're going to really cut off half the field, give the design runs, which is great. I mean, that, that's going to be. Good. Yeah, a, a, a large a large part. Yeah, move the chains. Uh, if you get like what Jalen Hurts was in year two, uh, some something near that, I think you'd be really pleased, and we'd be pretty exceptionally pleased. Uh, but uh, Stroud, I also liked him, and you know he's got uh, you know the coaching staff uh, has changed over of Houston. Uh, I don't like what's around him. <laughs> and, yeah, no, neither. That was the other thing. I just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got it, Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys. They added Robert. Robert Woods is a good guy. He's a guy definitely a veteran that you definitely want on your roster. But you know, come on. I mean, he's a little older now. He's been banged up. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think we talked about the South enough. Let's head out west. Uh, we're watching the Chiefs tonight. It's late in the first half, still tied at seven. All. On their way to the Super Bowl title, the Chiefs won the AFC West for the seventh consecutive year. Are they going to make it eight in a row? And how concerned were you, are you with the uh, Chris Jones holdout? Well, I wasn't that particularly concerned, but I just saw not too long ago a, a story that says he's willing to hold out until week eight, which, uh, okay, which is not great. <laughs> and. But they've got some, they've got some uh, some tough games in that before they're by. I mean, they do play the aforementioned Jags. They've got the Jets. They've got the Chargers. A uh, couple of division games. We'll get to Denver in a minute. Uh, they got the Dolphins too, just before they're by. But look, as you can, we've been watching this. It looks like they've been getting decent pressure on the quarterback uh, so far in this game. Uh, look, you got Patrick Mahomes under. I hate. The fact that we're going to – this is like the new Tom Brady thing, you're like where you're just going to be like, well, as long as they have Tom Brady on the roster, you can't count him out. And as long as they have – and it's the same thing here. As long as they have Patrick Mahomes on the roster, they don't even necessarily need to have Andy Reid because I, I saw that people saying as long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are there. But, you can, you know, listen, Andy Reid's great. I'm not saying no, it's, that. At this point, this point it's, it's Mahomes. I mean, I mean, he's just that guy, and uh, it doesn't really matter who you surround them with. I don't really think – I think he's going to be – Productive uh, Jones. If he sits out to week eight, he's going to be rested for the second half. So I mean, which is how was, exactly how was that bad? You know, what I mean, so it's just kind of you know you don't you you uh, 
you don't take the risk of getting him hurt in some dumb week four game. You know, it's really you're, it's 17 games and you're really playing the long game in the NFL. So it's just kind of uh, as long I, as I mean, if we're if we're just saying Mahomes, I mean, I, I, 17 game season. Is he good for 12 wins by himself? I mean, kind of. I mean, we're just, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, every, every week you're going to get production. I mean, there, there's no off weeks. I mean, there's, it's, there's no off weeks. And even it doesn't matter that, you know, they're, they're kind of messing around with their offensive line a little bit. You know, they've, uh, but it doesn't matter. He's, he can make plays with his legs. We've seen him so far in this first half you know, get out of a couple of uh, sketchy situations and run for first downs. It's just, he's, he's, he's a beast. He's, he's great. And, yep. uh, and as long as he's under center, the Chiefs are going to be just fine. I don't see them uh, having, I mean, look, last year they had some struggles. They're going to have some bad losses because that's just how the NFL is, but they'll be fine. They'll win this division. Not a problem. The LA Chargers, they won 10 games in 22. They lost in the wild card round to Jacksonville. Uh, you see anything telling you they're going to be better in 23? No. Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, they've pretty much got the same roster. And again, like we said about the Dolphins, I don't understand this team. I just, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter who's the head coach, doesn't matter what players they've got there. They're going to look like world beaters one week and then they're going to lose to some garbage team the next week or i mean how many times have did you say to yourself looking at a chargers final score going they lost how did they yeah. lose that game you know i mean like games that they had in their hip pocket somehow they blew it in the in the second half or something like you know and look well you're, you're, you're there in la what's it uh tell people about the experience for uh chargers fans like in the stadium you know what i'm hearing is it's you know, fifty percent of the time, right? It, it's it's yeah. That's being very generous. I would say fifty percent. That's Ram for Rams games, and they won a Super Bowl. You know, what I mean, like that's just, it's just not. It, it was really the NFL really messed up by letting the uh, charge uh, having the Chargers come up here. They really belonged in San Diego. The people yeah. down there loved them. It's just, it's a crime. I mean, if they were going to move another team, they should have moved the Raiders here. You know, it should have been Rams and Raiders. Hey, come back. In that stadium, you know. They were there before, right? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much I want to say it's uh, the the people in the stands have an impact, but I would think never really having a home field advantage has to have some impact. (laughs) Without a doubt. I mean, I don't know how many Rams games I've been to, or not been to, I've only been to one. But uh, how many Rams games I'm watching where you're seeing Matthew Stafford using a silent count at home? <laughs> God, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous. You know, I mean, and it's it's embarrassing to watch, and it's just kind. Of, I mean, when I went to the one game I went to last year, it was they were playing the Niners, and okay, I'm being nice. I'm gonna say it was 65-35. Niners fans to Rams fans, meaning the Niners had 65 percent of the fans there, and if you wanted to make the argument that it was like 70, 30, you know, I would probably not argue with you that hard. It was, it was, it was a sea of red in the stands and uh, it was, it's crazy. I mean, listen, the NFL blew it. They left this market for 20 years 
And there were a whole generation of fans that grew up here without a team, without a local team. So they just adopted whoever they were going to adopt. A lot of them became Niners fans. And listen, I'm not going to get to get into California politics too much, but a lot of these NorCal's like, like to move down to Southern California for work. And then they bring their 49er fandom down here and then they pack the stands uh, whenever, uh, whenever the that's Niners. Fun, that's fun. You enjoy that. Yeah. And it, um, it's also you got a million different things to do, and if they're not the uh, the hot ticket in town, you're not going to get the attention. So I mean, it's uh, it's not it's not how uh, things roll in Los Angeles. All right, it's got to Russell Wilson year two, Sean Payton year one. Is Russ going to rebound? Uh, if he can't rebound with Sean Payton, then he's done. It's it's simple as that. I mean, they were in a lot of games last year. They were, and then they just couldn't close. And then they made confounding decisions, which I guess I can blame on the uh, head coach. I mean, Nathaniel. I mean that Nathaniel Hackett, from from even just from a layman's point of view, was kind of over his skis, and uh, they just they just looked really bad. I mean, I have a close friend who's a huge Broncos fan, and he was. I mean, the despair that the conversations we would have every uh, Monday morning when we would come back to work and he was just going, I want everyone fired. I want Russell Wilson to retire and all this other stuff. And I was trying to tell him, I was trying to talk him off the ledge and saying, listen, Russell Wilson doesn't just suddenly stink. I, I just don't, I, I refuse to believe that. But then as the season went along, I stopped, I started really losing those arguments. I'm kind of going, oh, this isn't really not good, but look. They brought in Sean Payton. He's yeah, I think the concerning part is uh, brought in Payton and uh, oh. Hey, you're back now. Uh, right. Yeah, I looked like it dropped off for a second. So they brought in Peyton, uh, and you know, you got got him there. And I was just saying, I think you know, the concerning part is less maybe the physical stuff with Russ, but the some of the off-field stuff that that, that you hear. Uh, uh, it's. I think they they gave him a little bit too much. I think they should have. Uh... You know, there's, there's, I don't know what they were doing, like these private, not dressing rooms, but like private film rooms and all this kind of stuff. And Sean Payton doesn't roll that way. I think that's, it's good they brought him in. And if he can't save Russell Wilson, then it might be, you know, time to start looking for another line of work. You would think going from Hackett to Payton would be uh, good for a couple of uh, uh, games, just uh... 100%. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, of course, at the bottom of the division, you got Vegas. They look to be tanking. Just the only question there is Josh McDaniels going to survive the year. Uh, you know, I guess if you're tanking, it really doesn't matter. Maybe they'll pin all the losses on him. But I don't know. A little skeptical there. I, I am too. I, I was never really a fan. Uh, their defense is still – they're not good defensively. And – and yeah, they've got some weapons on offense, and you know they've got some guys. And I do like Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think the the big thing was a lot of blame was just sort of thrown on David Carr, and I don't necessarily feel it was his fault all all the time. I mean, you could score on the Raiders very very easily, and that even though they have a guy like Max Crosby, who's really solid and you know is a kind of a top five defensive player of the year candidate, but it's just yeah. The, 
I don't see them really going anywhere. I don't see them firing Josh McDaniels yet, though. I think he's fine. I think it's kind of obvious what they're they're doing right now, and I think they're trying to build for the future. And uh, it would have been nice if they had gotten something for David Carr instead of just letting him walk. But you know, what are you going to do? Uh, but you know, Josh McDaniels just he had that one six and zero start. What was it? Six seven and zero or six and zero? I think it was six and zero. And then since then he's been, I think he's he's way under 500 since then. Like he's, you know, listen, he made his bones working with Tom Brady, but like, I mean, how much? I mean, you can take some credit, obviously, but I mean, you're, how much credit can you really take, right? I mean, it's just, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, I mean, I said tanking, maybe that's too. Uh taking it too far they do have some pieces still there on the roster but it doesn't seem like they have much of a cohesive plan we'll see see kind of uh outside of getting you know uh, appreciably a bit younger uh, some of the pieces they have I, I would think they would be uh, uh potential trade candidates uh, you know if we're going to restock the decks uh you know with picks and move on that way anyway let's close out Close out with the North, uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, to me, I, I, I'm hearing them getting some kind of under-the-radar buzz as a real contender, strong defense, adequate or better quarterback play, uh, running game, other uh, offensive weapons. What do you see at the Steelers? It's all about Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Is, he, is he the guy? Because if he's the guy, they're going to be right there. Because, like you said, they've got talent on that roster. They lost some guys, but they signed some guys. They had a really, really good draft. I mean, the experts were raving about what the haul they got. So, and again, I think I'm officially throwing in the towel on the Mike Tomlin not winning season uh, watch. Because if there, if it didn't happen last year when they were horrible, I mean, they were two and six, they looked lost, and then somehow they finished nine and eight. I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, they play. They play with pride. Got to respect uh, franchise. There, completely agree about it being on uh, picket, and uh, he showed some signs there at the end of the year. You know, they've they've loved his off season. He doesn't have to be uh, top ten, but if he's a if he's a middle of the pack uh, starting quarterback, they're probably a playoff team. Yeah, I, I would agree. And they've got talent at receiver. They've got a good. They've got a good stable of running backs. I mean, all he has to do is just not beat himself, and you know, steadily improve. Just don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes, and it should be fine. But you know, it's a young quarterback. That's easier said than done. But he's got talent. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's not a talented guy because he is. But we'll see. And NFC preview. We talked about the Seattle ceiling, and that basically came down to you know how you view the Seahawks was probably you know basically your your thoughts on Geno Smith. So for me, it feels similar when you talk about Cleveland and Watson. Uh, what do we? What do you expect we're going to see from Watson and the Browns? Obviously, after the layoff, uh, he comes back at the end of last year. It doesn't look right, you know, and uh, you'd think. With another off-season uh, regular training, that he would be closer to himself, but kind of remains to be seen. What, what are you expecting? Yeah, and I, I don't really hold how he played towards the end of last season against him. I mean, that was a, you know, listen, we can talk. We've talked about his off-field stuff before. Yeah. We all know, but uh, 
listen to come back and then after having not practiced, not even been with the team. And then, you know, he's got to get used to like new teammates, be functional, new, learn the scheme and do all that kind of stuff. And I think, you know, with the whole off season to go, the Browns also have talent. Their offensive line is still really good. It's, it's among the best in the league. Nick Chubb's back there. They got Amari Cooper. I, I, I listen it's I have a lot more confidence at this I don't know about a lot more but I have more confidence in Geno Smith at the moment just because we saw what he did last year and we didn't see anything out of Deshaun and he didn't play the year before either so it was uh he hasn't played a lot of football lately so I mean and granted when he did play he was great but it's been a while now and a lot of things have happened and you know and we both know how much of playing quarterback is mental and uh you know, I w- I'm hoping for the best, but uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, I, I I don't feel as confident in him right now as I do in Gino, but I, I'm not writing him off. It's like talking about the Jets. Though. I mean, you know, the Browns, you know, it's always the Browns are going to Brown, but the uh, and you expect these franchises that have traditionally struggled that they're going to continue, but there's a lot of pieces on both rosters and it's not – certainly not inconceivable that they put it together. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cincinnati, they begin the year third overall in ESPN's power rankings. Where are they in your hierarchy? I love them. I mean, they have uh, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Last year they were in the AFC title game. They were tied. They had that weird penalty, and then, you know, the Chiefs were able to kick that winning field goal and punch their ticket. But – Listen, just before we started the podcast, maybe 20, 30 minutes before, they've got announced Joe Burrow got his extension, richest contract in NFL history, five years, 200 some odd million. I don't remember the exact number, but th- well, I, this, is the, this is the year now. If they're going to do it, now it has to happen now because the NFL isn't really set up where you're going to have these long dynasties, really. You know, you, at some point, you're going to have to let guys go. You're not going to be able to pay everyone. You just paid your quarterback, which means which is why it's so important if you have a talented guy that it happens in his rookie on his rookie deal, because then you can surround him with talent and you can build a defense and do all that other stuff. They're going to start losing guys after this season. So they're going to need to, they're going to need to press the accelerator. If it's going to happen and get a super bowl, I think it's going to have to be this season. So they're great. Uh, their defense is really good. Their coordinator. I don't know how he didn't get a head coaching job, but he didn't, uh, Lou Anarumo, I always mess up his name. I don't know why. It's not even that many letters. But uh, they just had a couple of bad breaks and bad times, and they've been trying to build up their offensive line. And they've got talent, and their receivers are elite. And But I don't know. We'll see We'll see what happens. I still like them to win the division. Uh, we can have the argument with the next team we're going to talk about. But uh, I, I love them. I think they're they're among the best, and Joe Burrow, I think, is among the best quarterbacks in the game, and he just got paid like one. So, the team we finish up with on uh, surprise on the uh, Baltimore uh, podcast here, it'll be the Ravens. Ravens have possible answers with their pass rush, but it's definitely wait and see. The Ravens have quality safe and safeties, but there's questions at corner, especially with Humphrey's current injury. Talent and depth at uh, wide receiver, tight end, and running back, and lots of injury questions. Uh, the O-line looks pretty solid. Is there enough pieces in place to play deep in the January? It's largely about Lamar. 
12 games played for Lamar in 21, 12 games played in 22. What's your take on the Ravens? Uh, I think it's a big deal. They got a new offensive coordinator. They got rid of Greg Roman. I don't know if you're thrilled about that. I think uh, the scuttlebutt that I'm seeing from Ravens fans is that they are happy with this move and they're excited to see. I guess he's known for uh, wanting to instill a more passing and less running in his offense, which might be a good thing. to. It actually might help keep Lamar on the field a little bit more if they can actually get him to throw from the pocket, which he hasn't done a lot of. But they've got, you know, they, they got Zay Flowers in the uh, first round. They signed Odell Beckham Jr. I like their talent just as, again, they were ravaged by injuries. And uh, if they can just keep guys on the field, they're they're talented, and if they win, if they beat out the Bengals for the division, I'm not going to sit here and be shocked. I don't know. What do you think? I uh, I mean, it, it sounds like I'm hedging, but it's how many games does Lamar play? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I uh, and you know, J.K. Dobbins has a ton of talent, but he missed all of 21 and half of 22. Uh, yeah. Bateman has. A lot of talent, but he's barely yeah. pl- barely played his, his first two years. Yeah. Uh, Beckham, uh, you're not expecting what he was with the Giants. You're hoping what he was with the Rams uh, two years ago, but you know he missed all of last year. Where where is he? So, uh, and again, there are concerns there in the secondary, at least with the with the corners. Uh, there are concerns of the pass rush, although they have some pieces. It's just, you know, they have to show it. Uh, it's There is enough talent on the roster for them to play, like I said, deep in the January. There, there's also less questions on the Bengals, that the Bengals should be the favorite. Uh, and uh, every team in the division uh, has talent. It's going to be a fight like it always is in the North. We'll see who, who uh, handles the division games. You mentioned the coordinator change um i was less down on roman that, than most but a change was probably necessary one of the things that has come up in camp is jackson is talking about the the additional freedom uh, that he's had in the off- offense the ability for him to uh you know really take more leadership in terms of calling uh, the plays that he wants to and with the money's being paid that you you want to see that so it, it's as you just mentioned with uh, Burrow and Cincinnati, it changes the roster once the quarterback has that uh, contract. So it is now fully, definitely 100% Lamar's team, and they're going to go as far as Lamar uh, uh, takes them. So uh, they have a and chance, uh, and we'll see. <laughs> I mean, as they should. I mean, I didn't like the contract back and forth that they, they had. I'm glad they fixed that and, you know, you know, and and, uh, and he will be around uh, long term. So that that's good. I like that. I like that there. That, you know, that there's uh, a little bit more around him. Um, I mean, too often they, he's just had to be everything. Uh, you know, wear the Superman cape and do everything. But you know, if he can uh, get a little bit more out of the guys around him, they can stay on the field. You know, it, it should be fun. Certainly expecting them to start Sunday with a win against Houston and and C.J. Stroud making his uh, NFL debut. Uh, so, Sid, great work as always. Good job previewing both the NFC the other day, AFC tonight. Uh, you guys go to the site, BaltimoreSportsLife.com. You can see the latest from Sid as he did his uh, uh, article 
previewing week one and the season as a whole. You can see his picks, but uh, I'll just tease that. You can go out and check that out. Sid, thanks as always for your work. Go enjoy the second half uh, uh, tonight, Kansas City and uh, Detroit. We'll see who wins this first game of the year. Great to have you back and look forward to talking uh, the rest of the year. All right, man. See you next time. All right, take care.